Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. I, I hope you are well. Today is the 1st of February, 2nd of February already. It's crazy how time flies sometimes. This is Dream Reality, a podcast series run by Aiden Consulting. And this season, we're focusing on SME growth. What, as a leader of a business, should you be thinking about when you want to grow your business? Not the mindset side, the actual practical support the practical tasks that you need to be thinking about. And today we have a really interesting guest with us. This is Rupert and Rupert is MD of um, businessloans.ie. Now, what does that mean? Are we just going to talk about loans and money? Well, let's see. I'll hand over to Rupert just so that he can introduce himself fully and then we'll get into a bit of an interesting conversation. Well, Alison, thanks very much for having me on Dream Reality. I cannot believe it is um, February already. It's, you know, my um, New Year's resolutions, some of them are slipping already, but uh, it's time to stay on track anyway. So um, what I'll tell you a little bit about my business, Alison. So I run businessloans.ie. And what that basically means is I'm a business loan broker. So in Ireland at the moment, um, this pillar banks, they still have about an 80% hold on um, small business finance um, and 20% goes to non-bank lenders. So this is a bit skewed compared to um, the UK where it might be about 50-50 and in the USA it might be 80-20 in favour of non-bank lenders. So Ireland is a little bit um, behind in terms of non-bank finance. So what I've done over the past few years is built my relationships with a range of different business finance options that are generally outside of the traditional banking scene so what that means is um, I would generally have a chat with a business owner and identify whether they need working capital or assets or invoice finance or all these different types of finances and get quotes for them and hopefully get them hooked up with the funds that they need a bit faster than banks usually. Wow. So just on that, because, you know, honestly, I mean, if I wanted a loan, my first... I concept would be I need to go to the bank so what are the kinds of options that are out there and how do I find more information about it I mean obviously we go to your website businessloans.ie but uh, other than that you know how how would a business owner that's looking to grow and fund the growth of their business how would they get their head around not going to the bank well first of all um there's, there's very good reasons for going to your bank, um, especially if you're good at planning in advance, because the key thing is um, a lot of the time in business, events arise where you need funds in a quick amount of time. And often the bank loan application process requires more information and input from the business owner, which can get um, business owners bogged down. So you expect to have to put together detailed business plans and financial modeling and sometimes your accountant is very busy. Accountants are very busy at the moment with um, pandemic-related issues, revenue delays, and a whole host of things. So to actually get what the bank needs to process your application can be a real struggle at the moment. So basically, um, a lot of the time, business owners could go on Google and look for a non-bank loan or whatever. So you might find one or two providers. However, in Ireland, there are about 60 non-bank providers that I'm aware of. Um, so, uh, like using a broker like myself, um, 
I would have a full range of different options where um, it, just typing in typical Google search, it's not so easy. So maybe one of the starting points would be to book in with your local enterprise office and there are business consultants available at a, a very low price or perhaps even free. And they might have their finger on the pulse of some of the non-bank lending markets, but some you know, it's not guaranteed that they're experts in themselves. So um, sometimes it's just worthwhile using someone like a broker who can listen to the issues that you're having. Sometimes you might think that you need a cash bank loan, but your accounts might not be strong enough to support it. But really when you dig a little bit deeper, you might have something useful like um, a decent book of debtors where invoice finance might work, or you might need a van, or you might need a machine where asset finance is easier for approval because um, it's secured on the assets. So the lender has that bit of safety uh, to make that decision easier. That's such great advice. I mean, I think obviously, you know, when you're when you're a small business or a medium-sized business and you're thinking of growth, really you should be talking to your local enterprise agency and whatever that is within your region. But you know, again, you need to make sure that you're doing your your own homework and things as well. And those types of of loans that you were talking about, I mean, those aren't the mainstream, those aren't what very well publicized, let's be honest. I mean. It's not everybody that would have heard about them, right? Oh, agreed, agreed. And even like some of the main players on the market in the crowdfunding lending scene, which has been around for a number of years, but it yeah. has been up until very recently an unregulated market. So um, it, the, these businesses are operating certainly within the law, but the EU has been working on regulations and, you know, it's, it's slow moving. And they've only implemented these regulations, which, which the market it welcomes, so that it brings it into a more regulated fold. And so there's a couple of options on the market, like equity crowdfunding and debt crowdfunding, where basically um, throughout the last few years, we've all been aware that negative interest rates um, have been, uh, you know, they're on depositors. So they've been making, like literally paying to keep their money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Now this scene is gonna change probably in 2022. However, in the past couple of years, if you were making negative interest rates, it was compelling you to put your money to use. So some people might be investing in, in businesses loans that might be in form of equity. And the Irish Venture Capital Association has seen like almost a doubling of, of um, input into uh, early stage businesses for venture capital. Same with business loans, like people can put money in and maybe make 6%, 7%, 8% interest by investing in business loans. So there's a range of different things for people who have money to lend with capital. And then there's the businesses that need that money. So it's it's been um, an interesting time for, um, and, and technology has been assisting this. Um, so if you're a business owner, there are all these different options available, but sure, it, it can be a bit uh, confusing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And you touched there about, you know, 2022 slightly changing, maybe looking at interest rates and maybe a little bit more regulation within uh, some of the options that are out there. You know, there's a, if you pick up the newspaper or read online some of the news, there's a little bit of talk about, you know, a bit of a boom period coming in 2022, 2023, a little bit. And it's been compared to like the roaring 20s after the Great Depression. And we're looking at, you know, our roaring 20s uh, after the, the great pandemic. Do you see that? What do you think is, is really going to happen in the market? And obviously, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. This is just an opinion. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Like 
Um, I think the central bank has forecasted growth in Ireland of about 9% this year. And in 2023, it's still forecasted for about 5% growth. So yeah, you're definitely right in saying that we are experiencing boom. Now, there are, if you break it down into certain industries, some are finding it easier than others. So if you're in the e-commerce business, um, that's certainly an area that's had a major uplift due to the pandemic and um, more people shopping online conscious about uh, or unable to go out to the shops that they love. So if you're in that area, certainly increasing the boom. But there's also challenges in the areas of supply chain um, where China has been locking down its ports. They've had a very, you know, the world's manufacturing industry has been suffering severe lockdowns and that's been affecting the supply chain, Suez, Suez Canal and all that kind of thing. So there have been challenges if you're in industries where, you know, before you might have had to order a, a small amount and next thing you know, you have to come up with the capital to order large amounts and then your money's tied up while um, there's delays in ports. So um, it's, a, it's a, certainly an interesting market at the moment, um, but all in all, everything's on the way up um, um, for, the next couple, for the next couple of years, for sure. Um, there is challenges within the interest rates. So um, while inflation is coming in, yes. that also, also means interest rates go up. So if you are a business owner, um, your costs are going up. Um, you have to give your all your employees raises this year, most likely. Um, at prices of food and commodities and petrol and everybody's prices are going up. So that means if you're getting a bank loan, you can expect the interest rates to be taking up now as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, there, there's a little <laughs> bit of a warning. So think fast, act fast, and be smart before uh, before the the bank takes a bigger cut of it. So yeah, well, that being said. Um, just in terms of interest rates, let's say it's not a major worry. Let's say if you're a typical small business owner and you've got a 30,000 euro loan over, let's say, three years. Yeah. Um, if you got an interest rate of 7% um, somewhere and then maybe somewhere else it was going to be 8%, the difference in repayment every month on that 30,000 euro loan might only be about 15 euros. Yeah. So um, really, it's not a major concern for short-term business lending for smaller amounts. It's really uh, when you're talking about longer-term lending and mortgages that these slight changes in interest rates, they their the impact is more profound. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great point. It's all about understanding the impact. And I guess that's where really a broker, rather than trying to do everything yourself and Googling it all, that's where a broker really comes into their own because they're really going to help you, help to advise you on exactly the impact and what is tailored for your need, right? Exactly. I'll give you an example, Alison. Like in the last few weeks, a recent client I helped um, is a, a brewery. So they're not the biggest brewery in the world. Um, they needed maybe uh, some working capital um, and some finance to get some smaller bits and pieces that asset finance lenders wouldn't touch. So um, they also had a bigger requirement to get some bigger kit. So like I would have talked to that business owner, um, assessed the actual requirement that they have and broke it down into different areas of finance that they needed. So I got some simple unsecured finance to the tune of that 60,000 and then asset finance lenders will probably move for a bigger amount over longer terms um, to get them the bigger brewery kit that they need. So um, a lot of the time, it just it's a simple discussion and just having a natural chat conversation with somebody to see what's their growth plans for the year ahead and what type of finance actually fits. Often in your mind, you think I need this big amount of cash, but um, often uh, pieces of kit, machines and all those kind of things 
and they're much much easier for lenders to make a decision on because if your business god forbid um, something goes wrong with the economy your business crashes they can always take that piece of kit back yep. and there's residual value that they can calculate mm-hmm. and then just and just on that so you know obviously it's it's you've been around for a while you've a bit of experience so what what are really the most common types of uh loans and things that uh, that you see people going for because i mean there are a lot of you know like priming grants feasibility grants that you can go through for um through the local enterprise office you have loans from banks um and then you have these asset loans the you know the asset financing the debt financing and things like that obviously each one is is a specific situation in a business but what what kind of trends do you see do you see that as a population and globally that we are happy to take on loans or do we want to use the cash in our pocket and if we're going to take on a loan what type of loan are we more inclined to take and is that the right decision well in my experience it's always better to be overcapitalized than undercapitalized and what i mean by that is often when business owner comes to me they've left to go too late and they've started missing direct debits and standing orders and the bank balance is operating too tight so yep. what that means is from a lending perspective the underwriter will look at this and go there's no affordability for repayments however if they had and maybe got an overdraft facility from their bank uh, they wouldn't have bounced those direct debits or standing yep. orders or if they had got a simple unsecured working capital loan just to have a buffer of working mm-hmm. capital it's much better now you can you don't generally have an early repayment penalty with um, most of these loans. So let's say you took a three-year loan or a five-year loan, and then you've won that big deal, you've got a big cash payment into the bank balance, and now you have your own buffer um, and you don't need that cash anymore. Well, you can hand the, you can settle that loan early and yeah. save on whatever the remaining interest would have been. So uh, two, time and time again, uh, business owners just leave it too late to apply for finance or they don't um, keep an eye on their cash flow um, statements and um, they get themselves in a pickle and it, it, you know that's what I would recommend just make sure you're you're covered with your working capital and you're, if you're eye on your ball like whether you have a CFO or you're a sole trader and um, do up your cash flow statements and keep an eye on it if you think you're going to have a tight period if you have a seasonal business just make sure you um, start the process in time to be well capitalized now just to go on from that Alison for the different types of loans that are out there First of all, a lot of people, the first thing that they will do is go for an overdraft with their bank. Yeah. Now, um, in the past few years, um, and even on the last recession, a lot of those overdrafts um, became um, reduced or they were withdrawn at short notice and it put people uh, in a situation. So um, whether the bank will give you an overdraft or not, there are fairly comparable rates by just getting a simple unsecured working capital loan over a number of years. Okay. And that could be from a bank. It could be from a non-bank lender. Mm -hmm. Um, so the process, it just means if you go with the bank, there's probably more, um, paperwork and issues. So that could be a bit off-putting for a busy business owner or a non-bank lender. Usually they just want to have a set of accounts, a few months, you know, maybe six months bank statements, make sure that your tax clearance certificate is up to date, just Mm -hmm. simple things like that. And generally a quote can follow in 24 hours. So that's the simple stuff. Then sometimes you need a lot more money than, uh, your accounts, Uh, will enable a a lender to give you. So it's all depending on how much turnover and profit you've done. But a lot of people coming out of 2020, they might have 
um, not showing much profit on their accounts or maybe even a loss. So then you know, you start need to thinking uh, about secured lending. So that could be secured on an invoice. Um, so if you have a good book of debtors and you're dealing with quality debtors, um, I would take your, your list of who your debtors are and I could say, look, most of your book of debtors could be covered um, and you can start cashing in those invoices early. So you might be waiting 60 days, you might be waiting 90 days. And what you can do is release maybe 80 or 90% of the value of the invoice right now. And then you get a final settlement when your debtor actually pays yeah. less a little bit of fee, you know? Yeah. Um, asset finance as well. You have your higher purchase and leasing. Um, yeah. There's also uh, just, it's worth noting as well. There is the credit guarantee scheme still available. It's been extended till June. So for unsecured or asset finance and a lot of these lenders, um, if you have been impacted by the pandemic, um, what it basically means is there's slightly lower rates still available and there's no personal guarantees on these type of loans. So most of the banks and even the non-bank lenders for unsecured, they're going to make you sign that personal guarantee, which basically means even if your business fails, they can still chase you for this debt. Yeah. So um, if you can't get the credit guarantee scheme, um, there are plenty of lenders who have funds available on this scheme and the rates are quite competitive. Um, so that's still available till June. Um, they, they, there, I think there was about two billion allocated to that scheme, and there was about a billion still left in, in the last couple of months. So they they decided to to kick it on again. And you touched there just um, I mentioned rates. So you know for these other um, lenders and other mechanisms um, for loans that are non bank or financial institution, are the rates comparable? So if you got an unsecured um, short term loan through company acts and compared it to short-term company loan through the bank, are the rates kind of comparable or are you going to be looking at a completely different um, rate? Yeah, well, I guess um, the, the rates generally with non-bank lenders are slightly higher. So yeah. um, it's a bit of a trade-off of, um, uh, you know, and sometimes you have to go to a lot of expense to get the information that the bank yes. needs because it's a more challenging and the t you have to put a value on your time. The average business owner puts about 15 hours of their time into a bank loan application. So if you ask a business owner, what do you value an hour of your time? I think a lot of them are quite generous. They might say I'm 100 euros an hour or whatever they might say. So you've got to factor those kind of things in. Yeah. Um, but the non-bank lenders generally, they don't have access to as cheap money as the banks do. So generally, you might pay a percentage point or two higher, but you have speed, you have convenience, and you have a lender who will support you very quickly when a challenge arises. And I think that that's a great point. It's, yes, on paper, you might be looking at, a, you know, comparing it on paper, but that's not really necessarily looking at the full picture. Is the time involved, the speed. And I think the speed, everybody knows that banks are not necessarily the most speediest mechanisms. Um, and there is a lot of checks and balances. And if you're just not in a position to go through that for whatever reason, then, you know, as you say, just paying one or two percentage points higher may be the, the best solution for your business at that time. And I think that that's, that's really, really good advice. So as an SME that's growing, I mean, you touched on it a little bit before when all about, you know, making sure that they understand their cash flow and understand their liquidity. But where, you know, what are the main areas of focus that a business that is maybe ready to think and thinking about growing, 
and they're just about to go into it. Maybe they're tendering for some larger work or they've just been awarded that large contract and now they need to scale up. What should they be really thinking about? What would be your little bits of advice or golden nuggets? Well, I guess it, it, it depends on what industry you're in or what challenges you're facing. But um, a lot of it is down to the individual business owner and their attitude to risk and how confident they are in the future and also the level of funding that they require. So for debt funding, you might not be able to get what you need um, through debt because you might need a big capital expenditure. And I'll give you an example of this. So I spoke to a couple of people recently. In Ireland, we were actually importing all our ice cubes from the UK. We didn't have the ice cube making machines in Ireland. So bizarrely enough, Ireland was importing most of its ice cubes into supermarkets. Um, Mind so they didn't have the kit. Crazy, wasn't it? So he needed, you know, a million, two million. And what he did, he couldn't get it from the bank. He asked me about loans, but he ended up rate, uh, putting together this thing called an EIIS scheme. And basically it was an equity raise um, that got him the machinery that he needed, but investors chipping in funds into this had a 40% tax kickback. So it made it uh -huh. a sweetener for anyone who's a high net worth individual. They're going to either have to pay a lot of tax to the government or else they can invest it in a, a startup and um, hopefully get a good return. But they also have that comfort that they have a 40% um, tax incentive um, in it. So that would be a really attractive way if you have a big capital expenditure. But most businesses are everyday businesses and they might not be able to create one of these schemes or have a, a, that kind of a thing. So I guess um, there are certain types of finance out there that have um, less um, security offered by a business owner. So whether that's secured on your invoices where there's no personal guarantees or there's e-commerce financing that can help you pay for your ads and your stock. So there's a range of different options where you're not left personally on the hook. But if you have a great business, the banks and the non-bank lenders are always going to be there to support you. It just depends whether it's unsecured or secured um, and that kind of thing. Uh, oh, so much advice there. So much, I think, for people to think about. There's, there's really, I think it's important for us to realize that as business owners, we have options. And it's just taking a little bit of time and prioritizing, understanding those options rather than assuming we know already because the financing world and the mechanisms to finance have evolved so much that we really, it's something that you need to stay on top of. And, and I think a broker who's aware of, you know, the banks and the, the other mechanisms is definitely a really great way to, to understand what's best for your business and how can you finance that growth. Agreed. And like, never forget that there is great help around and um, the business owner doesn't have to navigate themselves. They can engage with the local enterprise office, get mentorship. Their accountant is in a great resource and really has obviously has their finger on the pulse of their own figures. So um, never go it alone and just seek good advice and get a good team around you and you'll, be, you'll have your best foot forward. Fabulous. Fabulous. So this podcast is called Dream Reality. And that's a little bit intentional because I would love to hear what is your dream within the SME community with regards to financing, how we access it, how we view it. Um, so how do you think it's going to play out for the future? And then what's the reality check? How do you think it will actually play out? 
Well, yeah, there's certainly a lot of exciting things happening in the finance scene. I think that the access to finance is going to become easier and easier as the credit mechanisms become more automated with big data. I see this happening right now. And then from a consumer perspective, you should be able to plug something into your website where finance is embedded and easily available to help finance people who want to buy from you. That's going to be a big growing area. So I think the SME market overall in Ireland um, has challenges, especially for tech businesses, uh, you know, share options, raising capital. We have great companies out there like Scale Ireland um, who are, are, are beating the drum and trying to get finance for those long tail uh, businesses where a lot of investment is needed early on. I think that's one of the big problem areas right now that the, the government is looking into. So I think we're going to see good things coming to support entrepreneurs um, through 22 and 23. Uh, I hope so. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> And then finally, I did ask you for a couple of recommendations. So first of all, is do you have a book or a podcast that you love to go back to or that you recommend frequently? Yeah, I guess um, for a book, um, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with the 80-20 principle that, uh, by Richard Cook. Uh, he is, uh, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week, he borrowed heavily from his ideas. And basically, um, it just says that, 80% of the results are, are from 20% of the causes. So basically 80% of what we do is pretty much our time is wasted. We really need to cut through the noise and focus on what's important. So I try to keep that in mind throughout my day. And, uh, you know, whether that's my marketing, um, my client base, who's important, who's making me, uh, the, the, who's easiest to deal with. And I think you should always be constantly uh, conducting an audit uh, with the 80-20 principle in mind. Mm -hmm. Fab. That's a, that is a good one. And then a song. So if you're maybe a little bit low of energy or you're just having one of those days, what is a song that, you know, you put it on and it just perks you right up and energizes you? Well, listen, I'm a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. So Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower. If I need an extra kick or a bit of energy, I'll just blast that on. <laughs> oh, nice. That's, that's a great one. And you know, it's, it, I can never predict what people are going to say for that song one, you know, because it's some of them are just so left field. It's it's a real eye opener on the personality in front of me. It's great. Look, thank you so much. I mean, I think that, you know, you really opened um, a whole box, uh, not a Pandora's box, but a proper, you know, really informative session on what options are available to business owners what we should be looking at and what we should be considering when we're going to grow our business and we need maybe a little bit of finance or a little bit of help to support that growth. And yeah, I think some really, really good advice. You can find Rupert at businessloans.ie. And thank you so much for your time this morning. And thank you, Alison. Pleasure to be on Dream Reality and wishing you the best of luck for 2022. Thank you.